0: Hello Foo Followers and welcome to episode 33 of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. My name is Ben Johnson, thank you so much for stopping by. In this month's competition we have two copies to give away of the new book from the writer and former podcast guest Meredith Lewis. Her book is called Ask for the Moon, Innovation at Shaw Brothers Studios, and it details how the Shaw Brothers in Hong Kong helped to revolutionise martial arts movies in the latter half of the 20th century. Meredith looks at those individual filmmakers who managed to put their own mark on these great movies and helped to create the kung fu classics that we know and love today. Get your hands on a copy of the book by signing up to our newsletter at kungfumovieguide.com. Simply visit the website, type in your email address when prompted, and once you validate your email, we will do the rest. The competition question will be announced in our next newsletter, which will be released on the 30th of September. That's this Sunday. So become a registered Foo follower today and be in with a chance of winning. Best of luck. Okay, thank you so much for downloading and listening to this episode of the podcast. We have Jean-Paul Lee On the show today, very exciting indeed Okay, without any further ado Let's get on with the show, here we go Well if you're really so determined to have a fight Then I'll oblige (laughs) Hello ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls Around the world Foo followers everywhere Fans of the Foo, thank you so much for dropping by and listening to this episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. My name is Ben Johnson, thank you so much for joining me. Big show today, really big show, we've got none other than Jean-Paul Lee on the show today, JP to his buddies, JP is the star of the hit Cambodian martial arts movie Jailbreak, which is now available on Netflix if you haven't seen it. Yet, then do check it out. He is also the star of upcoming UK action comedy Night Shooters, which I have been lucky enough to have seen. Uh, I've been sent a screener of that, and I can confirm that it's really good fun and great and exciting. And JP is particularly amazing in it, getting to showcase all of his excellent martial arts skills and fight choreography. Jean-Paul is having an absolutely tremendous 2018 so far uh, and we are predicting very big things for Jean-Paul Lee over the coming months and years. So it was awesome to be able to sit down and chat with him. More on that in a moment. First of all, uh, I wanted to thank you guys for your responses in finding that mystery kung fu movie uh, that our listener Phil Ferguson was asking about over Twitter. He records seeing a movie in which there was a training sequence uh, in which the hero trains on a metal torso and has to catch uh, metal balls before they hit the ground. A massive thank you and a personal shout out to a few of you who got in touch to tell me to tell Phil that the movie he was looking for is of course Executioners from Shaolin of course it was uh, the classic 1977 Shaw Brothers movie directed by Lao Ga Lung, featuring Lo Lei as Pai Mei and Chen Kwantai, Tai of course played the hero in that who does indeed use this type of uh, training apparatus and it is visible in the very first shot of the Celestial Pictures trailer of the movie which is on YouTube. So there you go, Phil, there is your proof. Uh, Executioners from Shaolin is the movie that you were looking for. And I did know, I knew that the loyal food followers around the world would indeed know the answer to this one. And uh, I threw it out there and you guys did not disappoint. So thank you so much. In particular, I want to thank Ron Ivey on Facebook who knew the answer. Ron runs the London East Asian Film and Events Group on Facebook which is a great resource for anyone who does want to know about any uh, talks or screenings or events that are happening in the city around uh, East Asian or martial arts movies. So go and check out the work Ron does there on Facebook with regards to that. And also a big thank you to Kung Fu Carlito on Twitter, who also knew the name of the movie. He is part of the Great Heroes 3 podcast. Go and check out the great work that Matthew, Marty and Carlos do on that show. Some other news that I just wanted to update you on. Uh, off the back of our Vengeance movie special, which was episode 31, you will remember that the director Ross Boyask and the producer John Adams were discussing their work on the sequel to Vengeance, Vengeance 2, uh, which starts shooting this week, I think. And we have since heard the news that none other than Vinny Jones, uh, the star of Snatch and Lockstock, of course, will be appearing as the main villain in that sequel opposite Stu Bennett, we are very excited about that and at the weekend it was confirmed that Jean-Paul Lee will also be appearing as a key cast member in the sequel, Vengeance 2 he'll be playing one of the good guys opposite Stu Bennett, so that's really exciting news and also former podcast guest Katrina Durden, she will also be appearing in the movie as well so the cast for that movie is shaping up very nice Indeed. And it has also been great to see another former podcast guest, uh, Juju Chan, uh, who has been working away in Canada with Byron Mann and Mark DeCascos and Eco Yue on the new Netflix show Wu Assassins. Uh, She's landed a role in that new 10-part martial arts series, which is now in production. So that's great news for Juju Chan. And also in former podcast guest news, uh, the excellent fight choreographer and martial artist Tim Mann has been in China recently. He is working with none other than Jackie Chan and John Cena in their new movie together, which at the moment is called uh, Project X which I believe is probably just a working title. I'm sure that will change somewhere along the line. So we wish everyone who has found the time to talk to me uh, and appear on this show and show their support for the podcast the very best and continued good fortune with their careers. It is especially wonderful when you get to uh, sit down and actually talk to these uh, great people and hear about their hard work and their extraordinary effort and dedication that they put into their work whether it be acting or directing or being a stunt performer or a martial artist, whatever it is it is truly wonderful to see them uh, achieving great things so congratulations to everyone there and if you do want to check out the KFMG pod archive uh, and listen back to some of those old episodes that you may have missed or indeed if you just want to make sure that you never miss a new episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast then remember Remember to subscribe to the show using your podcast provider. And if you do that, don't forget to give us a star rating or leave us a review. That will help to promote the show and attract even more Foo followers. Of course, to find out all the latest martial arts movie news and information, you can follow us on social media. We are on Twitter, Facebook and Instagram. Okay, before I throw over to my conversation with Jean-Paul Lee, there was one Other thing that I did want to share with you, I was very fortunate last week to be able to get a ticket to see the legendary Hong Kong martial arts filmmaker and choreographer Tony Ching also known as uh, Ching Su Tung. He was in conversation at BAFTA here in London, uh, presenting a masterclass on action directing, talking about his life and his career. They were showing old clips from many of his classic movies, including A Chinese Ghost Story and his work on Hero and House of Flying Daggers, A Better Tomorrow 2. The list just goes on and on and on. One of my personal favourites of his is Jewel to the Death, his um, directorial debut. That's one of our five-star movies on KungFuMovieGuide.com. It was wonderful to be able to be in the company of such a prolific and visionary action filmmaker. And he hadn't actually been to the UK before either, so this was his first time in the country, and he seemed to be uh, in excellent spirits and uh, having a good time as well. So that was a real treat for me and a really big thank you to BAFTA uh, for putting on the event, and Andrew Heskins from Eastern Kicks, who did a wonderful job as the host of the event. And also a big thank you to the Asian Film Awards Academy for bringing Tony over in the first place. That was a very cool event, and it'll be great to be able to see many more events like that being put on in the future. Okay, Jean-Paul Lee. It was an absolute treat to be able to hang out with uh, JP. He's not only an extremely cool and talented and excellent on-screen presence, but he is also just a thoroughly nice guy. JP was born in France to Cambodian and Chinese parents. He lived in Cambodia for a while before becoming a stuntman here in the UK, working his way up to become a fight choreographer, most notably on the Marvel movie Doctor Strange. Uh, He then starred in Jailbreak, which was one of my personal favourite films of 2017. It was Cambodia's first martial arts movie and it became an absolute smash hit even though it was made on an absolute shoestring and we do go into a a bit more detail in this conversation about how they managed to make that movie. And if you want to go back and listen to my interview with Celine Tran, she is also one of the stars of Jailbreak and she does talk about the making of the movie as well on that episode. So you can go back and check that out. Uh, since then, JP has been involved in loads of things, uh, most notably Night Shooters, which will get its world premiere at this year's Rain Dance Film Festival in London. Raindance is the largest independent film festival here in the UK. The screenings will take place on the 6th and 7th of October, where the film has also been selected for Best UK Feature. So that's wonderful news. Uh, The film will then land on Blu-ray, DVD and digital download on the 26th of December, which rather fittingly is uh, Boxing Day. Uh, For all the latest night shooters information, be sure to follow the film on social media they're on twitter the twitter name is at of night shooters they are on instagram they are at night Film underscore official And they are at Night Shooters Movie on Facebook. I should say this interview was recorded way back in January of this year, 2018. And JP had just wrapped on Night Shooters. And we do have a a quick chat about that movie during this interview. But there have been a couple of other JP-related projects bubbling away which the loyal Foo followers should, uh, should definitely know about, one of which is called The Division. This is a new short film that JP not only stars in, but also directs, and he does the fight choreography as well, working alongside his stunt buddy and training partner, Laurent Plansal. It is an excellent showcase of his martial arts skills and his unique style of hard-hitting fight choreography. There is a trailer out there on YouTube, and I believe he has some really big plans for this project. So we do eagerly anticipate development on that project. That is called The Division. He is also working with the Night Shooters producer Bart Raspoli again on a new martial arts movie. This one is called Fourteen Fists, which we are very excited about. And he is also the fight choreographer on a film called The Prey, which is a new Cambodian action movie from the director of Jailbreak, Jimmy Henderson. And The Prey will be shown as part of the BFI London Film Festival in October. The screenings will take place on the 20th and the 21st of October. So make sure you go online and get your tickets to that if you can attend that. That film is called The Prey. And in a slight change of pace, JP will also be appearing in Disney's Artemis Fowl, which is directed by Kenneth Branagh, no less, and based on the very popular children's book series of the same name. So, he can't really talk very much about that project yet, uh, but uh, there's a lot of detail about Artemis Fowl on the IMDB page and that is telling us that the release of that film will be in August 2019. So, look, that is all very exciting indeed. Lots of great stuff that Jean-Paul Lee is involved in. Look, before I throw over to the interview I did just want to say that this was recorded in an open market square uh, in East London. And although we did try and find a a quiet space to talk and we were sat quite close to the microphone, uh, there is still a little bit of background noise uh, going on on this episode, which you may find distracting. If you do find it distracting, then I do apologise for that and I hope it doesn't bother you too much as I now throw over to my conversation with the great and very talented Jean-Paul Lee Well let's talk about what you've been working on recently because I know mm-hmm. you've just wrapped
1: on yes. a new movie. Yeah, I just wrote yesterday um, Night Shooters. Yeah. So it's directed by Mark Price. He's a yeah. British director. Sure. It's an action comedy. So it's a film crew. They're filming like a, a film. Yeah. And then they witness uh, a crime. Yeah. It would be more like a Shaolin Soccer. You know, that's martial arts. Yeah. But you would look at it as a, as a funny film, a comedy, more sure. than the martial art. For Jailbreak, it was only like, um, let's say we focused a lot on the action. Yeah. When this one, I wanted to work with a British director. Yeah. And I know that Mark is really good, yeah. so I was very happy to. Oh, let's try something else.
0: How did you know Mark then, just from some of his previous work?
1: Um, got introduced by a friend, yeah. And then we just we met at the BFI. Yeah. <clears throat> and we kept on talking about oh we should make a movie together. You know, as, yeah. a, as a joke. You know? yeah, and yeah. then and then we kept on like meeting more and more, and discussing about okay, what if we do like, a feature film? Yeah. But Night Shooters was not the the one we were talking about sure yeah that you just came later okay yeah okay so we're still working on that one yeah so yeah. we'll see how it goes
0: you're the leading role in it yeah um so how you find it you taken to that pretty well
1: oh, th- th- that was great because um okay I'm learning so much on all the films I'm working yeah yeah and uh, this one is very different from Jailbreak yeah in in different way not yeah. better but just in different way yeah uh, to be surrounded by British actors yeah who were good credit on tv shows working with steven spielberg and so i I felt like intimidated yeah wow really and i was i'm not the main lead i mean i am the main but there's the other leads of course yeah 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 but um they they raised the game very high yeah and i didn't say anything of course that we listened to this but uh, i didn't (laughs) say anything i was like wow this is it that's what i wanted to do like let's go for more um uh, elaborate films sure let's say this one action comedy in the uk yeah And to me, I'm French, right? They have a British accent. Sometimes I don't understand what they say. And I'm like, wow, it it was a challenge. And and I loved it. I loved it, yeah.
0: So what can we expect action-wise in that? So are you doing fight choreography for Mm -hmm. it as well? Yeah, Yeah. fantastic, okay.
1: So um, that project came quite late. Yeah. So Mark uh, told me, oh, we're gonna film in two or three weeks. (laughs) So it's green light. And I'm like, okay, I didn't see that coming. So you have to prepare like five fights fight choreography in, in, in that short weeks. time yeah and I always want to do like you know like a good quality like yeah, for jailbreak yeah. I try to put like um, as I say like feature film quality in independent film yeah. and the way it's filmed because I, I try to get the knowledge of how to do yeah, my yeah. own my own thing my own style right so to create all these these fights in the short time was a big challenge yeah you you watch the film okay all the fights are different feeling that's what we try to do yeah there's an homage to Jackie Chan police stories sure, style. Sure, sure. There's an homage to uh, uh, The Raid, yeah, to John Wick. Yeah. All all my references. Yeah. And we discussed with Mark. Of course we talk about the narrative, what we we're telling in that in the action scene. Yeah. But the style of it, we didn't want to stick to one. Yeah. So when you watch the film you, you see it. It's very distinct from one another, and
0: it's it's an action comedy. So you're mm-hmm. getting in more of a is it more of a slapstick sort of style yeah. of action? That yeah, cool.
1: Yeah, it's great. And again, for the role, I it's, said it's more um, uh, elaborate. So yeah. I I enjoyed playing. Even I play a stuntman
0: sure but yeah.
1: the, the the range of uh, emotion yeah, uh, yeah. the story is great that's it's kind of
0: autobiographical in a way <laughs>
1: kind of yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah yeah i had fun because I was like, oh act like a like a stuntman would do or your character would yeah. so, okay listen so, yeah I, I can remember that yeah. that's it yeah okay yeah. That's it. Ah.
0: Oh. damn your ass what are we to do with you we don't have many uk Lead it. I mean, you know, Scott Adkins mm. is sort of flying the flag. Yeah. Um, but um, you know, to have a, a, a UK uh, action style—that's that's an exciting thing. I know you're French. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah. But no. But yeah. to be based here and to be, um, you know, working those movies—that's really exciting. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Um, yeah I respect Scott Adkins yeah. a lot. Yeah. And again, you know, when we look, this is my understanding of the the action acting industry. Yeah. Like Scott is one of the, I wouldn't say last, but there's not much right now, no, no. and we need, we need people like Scott, you know, yeah. and that's why he's, he's our ambassador somehow, yeah. and I really respect his work, support his work all the time, yeah, um, yeah we need that, and it's really, yeah, if you, even now, I cannot even name all the big action actor or working actor as, as good as Scott, for yeah. example, in Europe, for yeah. example, um, that's flying the flag for that type
0: of martial arts action yeah. there is there is many is there exactly really? yeah. yeah yeah
1: the the genre is like you get less and less film per year yeah. from like i mean worldwide yeah i might be missing some release and stuff like that yeah. but that's, i feel that's like a little less and then john wick came yeah and atomic blonde came and i was like that's great finally yeah. now we can see that in a bigger uh, scale right yeah, yeah. triple a okay, star whatever exactly yeah but um yeah we need we need more
0: do you feel that it's in a good place at the moment, martial arts movies? It seems like every year there's, you know, a big release that sort of defines that year, uh, that moves the action into exciting places. You must feel quite confident that you know there's still a range of projects going forward, you yeah. know, for your involvement, just generally within martial arts movies in general.
1: Yeah. The thing is, when I look at all these blockbusters, they talk about uh, Marvel movies. Yeah. They are action film. We call them action film right but they're full of martial arts yeah all of all of this film they function because they are martial arts but the martial arts movie alone the genre there's less and less which is the irony yeah and i'm like okay so we should find a way to so what is the problem the problem maybe is the script of the the b movie we're doing yeah. What if the script is better? What if the actors are better? Maybe they would pay more attention, and then we show the action as a bonus. Yeah. No more as a you know like the main the main thing. Yeah. the Story should be first, and yeah. the action should come like uh, John Wick. But John Wick, and when I look at other, um, again my vision of how I see things, um, film like John Wick or Atomic Blonde, right? The uh, the story is uh, I wouldn't say classic. It's sort of an assassin tried to retire. Yeah. That's it. Atomic Blonde is a spy thriller film. Yeah. Which is great. They're both great. But the action design is so strong that yeah. it gives the identity of the whole film, and yeah. people remember the grappling gun for John Wick, the the Krav Maga style for yeah. *Atomic Blonde*, and I think, I think that's what we should we should uh, aim for, which is great story. Of course, if we can get more budget, that that would be the best. But yeah. this is not, it's a different uh, question. But we should aim for this, and the action will come. Yeah. And I think um, because of this film, it's kind of a. Um, I saw online people, like a review about John Wick 2, saying it's the, the revival of physical stunt. And I'm like, a stunt is already physical. Like, but because people mention that, they talk about less like a, a CGI, for example. You see yeah. Kenny Reeves doing his own stuff, and yes. people love this. Yeah,
0: yeah. It's, there's definitely been a return to that more authentic style, yeah. hasn't there? Uh, where you can actually see the actor doing their, doing their stuff. Um, and I, I guess that comes down to the fact that there can't be it's quite physically demanding to do that um, so maybe that is why there's a shortage of, of roles and, uh, and mm-hmm. that sort of thing within the industry maybe yeah yeah because that's it the and then the
1: challenge. I, I will understand that the production will push actors yeah. more than stuntmen becoming actors because of course they care about the investment so they want to sell the film they need yeah. names so they will put stunt doubles which is that's this how it goes yeah. how the, the, the game is but at the end of the day like People like like Scott or myself, like yeah. I'm just getting started so yeah. uh, we we need to push it even more. Yeah. That's why every time Scott put um undisputed pushes the envelope a lot. Absolutely. And that's great, the action is you don't see that kind of action in that kind of film. Yeah. But what of if we get budget? Exactly, well. yeah. yeah. And what if one day we get a bigger budget and Scott doing that kind of stuff? Yeah. Or like let's say production give us uh, to give us more um, a voice to do what we want to do—that yeah. that, that so called action design—then yeah. could move forward. But I think now it's the, the action genre is going crazy as yeah. on Netflix, and it's everywhere. Yeah, it's and huge. Isn't exactly. It? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's action, but it's actually it's martial arts. Yeah. All these Marvel TV shows are full of martial arts. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. they brand action because you can sell better. And okay, there's a franchise, the identity of the of the of Iron Fist, or whatever. Yeah. But the core of it is martial arts. Yeah. And now we'll see how good you are
0: you've uh, developed your skills to you know such a degree in the in the sense of fight choreography what looks good on camera and where the camera should be because that is is much to do with yeah. the choreography as well how did you learn that stuff
1: um obviously with the the, the references dun yen and jackie yeah. were there and they did amazingly great so this is the, the base we start with this but From again, watching the movies. Yeah, watching films, uh, but not only um, action film.
0: Yeah.
1: All kind of stuff. Yeah. Like even for sports, in terms of performance, yeah. I would look at break dancing. Yeah. I would look at, um, now in terms of film, filmmaking, proper filmmaking, I would look at Tarantino films yeah. and order how they film it, even how they put the lights. How do we put the light for a fight scene? I try to go further because for Jailbreak, the idea is not to get the right framing. People yeah. think is this. To me, it's getting the motion into framing. It's getting the framing and the motion, what kind of feeling you want to get. Yeah. Even before post-production, now you talk about that with the director, the editor. It's bringing the, the game even more. If you put a, a specific move, you need to find the right angle, avoid the shaky camera, Yeah. where to put the lights to see the best. Like it's, it's really pushing it to, to detail. So we went for Jailbreak. Yeah. The irony with Jailbreak is we had a very low budget, but we tried to do this. Yeah. And yeah. that's why at the end of the day, when we won awards, I was the first surprise. Like, really, yeah. people watch your film, and they, they they give us awards. Yeah. And I was like, okay, so maybe it comforts me that maybe we are going on the right path. Yeah, absolutely. Let's keep on pushing and see yeah. how it goes. But every really try to find like more uh, intricate move. Of, I talk about camera move, because yeah. in terms of choreography, I think, in terms of punch and kick, everything has been done already, Yeah. and better than us before, and now we're trying to... So what is the next, the next level? Yeah.
0: I was going to say, there's only, you know, a punch is a punch, kick is a kick. How do you uh, refresh that? Where do you get your inspiration from?
1: My main um, inspiration about creating something to next level, yeah. um, I look at video games. Yeah. Because if you look at a, at a CGI, like yeah. a, in a video game, there is no... It's fake. It's yeah. all like um, 3D, right? Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. the camera goes wherever it goes because there's, there is no camera. Sure. And I'm trying to get into that feeling of how do we get that camera on a film? Meaning let's put, put the camera guy on wire. To me, it's get, looking at animation film. Because okay. there's no camera. So how can you give the same thing on the film and even low budget. So yeah. you need to find even more solutions. You yeah. never stop into like, you know, like sometimes we, we, we have a way of filming. Everything is prepped for the yeah. scene. We go on the day, we lose the location.
0: Yeah.
1: or the location change. Oh, we have to do that now. Change everything. So you yeah. need to adapt all the time. So I think the more, and I go into this like, the, let's say 80% of my work is always keep changing. like yeah. always last minute um, problem and solution.
0: So how often is the idea for the fight scene that's in your head before you film, the actual resulting fight scene and how it looks how how much do they correspond or is it quite a oh difference usually Yeah, yeah uh,
1: so I, I do the first layer usually by myself I yeah. talk to the director what he wants for that scene in yeah. terms of, of story in terms of move I check with the actor this is fun then I'm thinking about uh, how to make it uh, how can I say, more um, I don't know inspiration yeah the thing is it will never some it's kind of a curse with me so i do a previous and the final product doesn't look like the previous at all because until we shoot i will still change the choreography even one move sometimes i can't sleep because of one move yeah one elbow and like it it just breaks the rhythm interesting how can i link that with the other one i can't sleep yeah and then i wake up i wake up at night and i write it down is that how you work you write you write
0: this stuff down yeah
1: so, I do a previous with the stunt team. Yeah. And then you look at the final stuff, it's never the same. Yeah. Jailbreak, you look, it looks like two different films. You cannot say no to last minute ideas. Yeah. And because you want to improve it, yeah. it's, a, it's, it's not final until you film it and you wrap it. Yeah. When yeah. I wrap, okay, I can't do anything anymore, done. But before that, even, even five seconds before the take, I will so, get another guy, we should do something else. Yeah. Which is good and yeah. bad at the same time. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Very well you chosen to
0: die. You were born in Lyon, in
1: France. Mm-hmm.
0: You have Chinese and Cambodian family. Yeah. Tell me a little bit about your parents. They were li- they met, lived in Cambodia. Is that right?
1: hmm So they they actually came to France, um, you know, for because of the the Khmer Rouge. Genocide. The Khmer Rouge, yeah. So they arrived to um, to Lyon, and they had absolutely nothing, like yeah. no money, nothing. They lost everything. Yeah. They lost their family. And all my cousins uh, came to, to, to France too. Yeah. Did they share stories
0: of you know, the Khmer Rouge and all of that, what they were fleeing from?
1: Yeah. yeah. Um, that's why to talk about movies, about jailbreak, to, for my parents, it was, for my dad, it was something uh, exceptional because my dad was doing action film in Cambodia before the war.
0: Wow, so, you're, is, yeah. so you come from a film, or a show business kind of background?
1: But I knew that very late, and yeah. it was confirmed by my other uncles that my dad actually was doing a film called Hapkido in Cambodia, and he was the lead one. So wow. I'm still trying to find that film, but people said that they burn it. Yeah. But my father went to Cambodia be- because of jailbreak to watch the film, yeah. and he met the Bukatau master, and they made the film together. So he can confirm that they, they did that together. So wow. they're still trying to find that film. It's called Hapkido, and my father was doing that. And the thing is, because of all the war atrocities, yeah. my dad was like, "Oh, in Cambodia, there's nothing much in terms of um, film culture right now." The film industry there pretty much was yeah, wiped out. Exactly. It, really? Yeah, that's what yeah. happened. They burned like uh, everything linked with uh, education or culture yeah to bring the, the the population back to you know like the lowest level of yeah. understanding of a um, to give them if, if a sense of you know like of of, uh, of, um, of criticism you know yeah. so it's
0: unimaginable
1: really what you know
0: what what actually happens there if people don't know about the history of Cambodia yeah. it is quite um uh, savage and, and, and very horrible um, your parents were refugees in France then mm-hmm. What did they do for jobs, for work, that kind of thing?
1: Oh, my, my father's worked as a taxi driver yeah. when he arrived to, to, to France because we, they knew absolutely no one. Yeah. like Really, like the Red Cross helped yeah. our family, my whole family, my cousin, everyone, to give yeah. us clothes and everything. And my mom was working as a, in a factory. Yeah. So, yeah, it kind of was crazy because that's what my dad said one day when he, when he brought me to karate class, he said, succeed and be excellent in everything you do in your life. Yeah. Because you need to know, we came to France. We had nothing. Yeah. Be grateful. Yeah. And even to me today, at a certain, in a certain scale, I don't understand what happened in Cambodia. Yeah. I've been there. I did the film. It doesn't matter. I was living in Cambodia for two years. Yeah, you
0: lived there for a while. does it yeah. seem like a the the ghosts of that time must still, you know, haunt the place. It's not yeah. that long ago, is
1: it, really? Uh, yeah, exactly. So it's a. I went to the museum, you know, like, yeah. and you see people being killed in that school, and it's yeah. awful. And, um, but still, like, it was tough to connect. I heard all the stories from my parents. Yeah. Um, but then when I went there, I saw all the, these museums and stuff like that. But I'm like, okay, I really feel I'm the new generation. Yeah. And I need to understand where I come from. Yeah. Because this, even that situation, explained the, 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 the movie industry in Cambodia today. Yeah. Which they opened the first um, movie complex like seven years ago, six yeah, years ago. Yeah, yeah, It's quite. It's very late. Yeah. And it's all basically. It's quite late, so they're trying to, to get back. But um. Yeah.
0: Did your parents know a lot of refugees? Then who'd come over to France? Obviously, I guess being French speakers, there's a lot of French mm-hmm. Cambodian people in in France. Yeah. Um, do you, when you grew up there, did you feel?
1: Isolated. I didn't have much problem about um, about growing up you know, in, yeah, in, yeah. in Lyon. Uh, it was actually pretty good. I stayed there for ten years. And I moved to Paris. Yeah. Uh, my brother did. Yeah. He um, in terms of um, racism. Yeah. So yeah, we're Asian, and we're in, uh, we're not in Paris. We're in Lyon, and then sometimes at school, my brother would come home like uh, bleeding. That's yeah. how we got into karate. Yeah. it's the real story it's because he come home bleeding my dad was pissed off he said you two will go karate next week yeah. I didn't want to I wanted to play football yeah. you know, like, but then I went to karate right? I think my dad when he arrived to France um, cared so much about our family yeah. that he didn't talk about we were too young first too and yeah. then didn't talk about that but then he always told us that martial arts is good for for a man as he said you know like you should be able to defend sure. yourself you know, okay. and, and I'm like okay and then seeing my brother coming home like this was like no way you yeah. Just you know, and that's how it started. I started because of of that.
0: Yeah, yeah, and it was very much a self defense yeah. purposes. That was that was the reason. Yeah. Um, but you must have taken to it and, and, and enjoyed it, you know, straight from the
1: yeah. From the get go, Ex- we started with karate to yeah. be honest, and then hapkido came way later. Yeah. But um, when I started karate, I, I, I liked it. I liked the um, the performance, the detail of uh, you know when you do a kata. Right? Yeah. And it teaches you discipline and all the noble values of martial art. Right? Yeah. And. My dad wasn't with us. He was working in Paris. He came back every six months, yeah. so I was in with my mom and my grandma. And um, somehow the karate class was my um, kind of like father figure, you know, yeah. Yeah, Telling yeah. me how to behave, to yeah. be polite, and everything. And that was great. That's why I'm so grateful for yeah. the knowledge of martial art. Not only because of the technique, but everything that it taught me.
0: Yeah. Um you never had to use it or any anything in a sort of real life situation.
1: I did once. Oh really? But um,
0: yeah, that was <laughs> not a, for the microphone.
1: Yeah, not for the microphone. But uh, I, I, it was all fine. <laughs> yeah, it was a, a small. So were thing. you
0: getting into? I mean, how into it were you? Were you doing competitions and that kind of mm-hmm. thing growing up?
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, I was doing like mostly um, the kata competition. Yeah. My brother was into the fights stuff. Yeah. It was funny because he was doing the bootsy stuff. Really, yeah, yeah. It was crazy. But um yeah i think it, i love the performance so much yeah. and i watch of course all these bruce lee films yeah my father told us that bruce lee was our grandfather okay. i was young i was stupid right my name is lee it's bruce lee and yeah. he said, oh but why is it written l-e-e oh because in america but it's the same family you know he's it's, it's our grandfather sure. so that and we were like with my brother like complete like admiration of bruce lee was wow, the grandfather yeah and all that lied to us for years yeah know, until he told us when did you find out oh I mean, years later yeah and we cried and stuff like that. It was crazy stupid <laughs> and my mom was like why did you why did you tell it, them that it was like part of the family now they're gonna cry because he died you yeah know? yes and um yeah, but bruce lee shaped the whole whole thing bruce lee was like you wow. know, my father was like you should be like bruce lee strong yeah. asian dude and uh and uh, yeah, and during the karate class, we were all like, "Oh!" The teacher yeah. was so pissed off. Like, Can you stop doing this Bruce Lee sound? Because because we're the two Asians, only right. two. But we were like all the time, like, Wah! Yeah. "Yes, it was crazy." But yeah, I kept on performance, and Bruce Lee was always there.
0: Yeah, he was your he was your idol from oh, yeah. the start. Then he yeah.
1: was my hero. Yeah, yeah. Even today. Yeah. More not only for the martial arts, but for martial, what he did was tremendous. Yeah. But um, more for him. Um, let's say diversity, yeah. like back in the days he was doing what we're still <clears throat> struggling today Yeah. and showing not the weak Asian but the alpha male not scared of anyone, yeah. I don't give a shit and yeah. you know like go for it, it's you know like terrible. in his film he put romance and all this stuff yeah. He's so, we're still struggling with that today for Asian actors yeah. and yeah. he did that long time ago, he yeah. didn't care and that's why I'm wow visionary
0: You're a monk. You're not supposed to kill. Have you any mercy? When did the kicking and the tricking come into it? Was that something that kind of manifested itself? You were getting more into the high kicks and that kind of thing, or did that Uh, that came along a little bit later?
1: No, it came with all. I kept watching uh, Once Upon a Time in China. Yeah. And this film was uh, just blew me away completely. So, like Jet kick kicking this one, or even today, perfect. Yeah, I've never seen more perfection than this is per- perfection. Yeah. When he fights at the uh, you know, when he has a stick, um, um. there's a show and then something goes wrong, in the, yes, and then he starts to do the the, the B twist and the kicks. That's right. And even today, I still watch it. I'm I clap in front of my, yeah. my computer. And this is perfect, and that kind of stuff, the, the fancy moves, yeah. That's
0: all wires, though, JP, isn't it? That's, that's no, how they do that. Yeah. That's, the, that's the annoying thing. It's like when you learn more about the film industry and all those things you watched as a kid mm. that were just like mind blowing, and then the more you learn about it, it's like you you were yeah. Y, you know, you learn the trickery of uh, mm-hmm. of some of this as well. Yeah. That's not diminishing Jet Li, of course. Oh you're no, no, you're no, you're no, it's, no. it's amazing, yeah it's, a, it's
1: yeah, it's amazing. But I didn't know much about the wire stuff, right? Yeah. I was I was trying to match the height of the jump of some of his kicks. Yeah. That's why I work a lot of. Um, if you look at my uh, tricking videos, yeah, yeah. I jump quite high. I'm quite fast for a six foot guy. Yeah, yeah. And uh, because I trained that, I wanted to be as fast as him. But chili is, of course, like uh, I'm not, you know, like I'm a little taller than Jet. Sure. But the the goal was to move like him, as fast as a as a as a shorter person. Yeah. So, yeah, and and then I think the tricking started in two, thousand one. Sure. Okay. At the at the um uh, uh, martial art festival it's a okay. yearly event in in France yeah yeah. and I saw that online and I was like this that's what I want to do this is it yeah it's yeah. so flashy it's insane yeah. I've never seen that before
0: that was around the sort of time the internet was kicking off like exactly that yeah, was, yeah. Um, yeah
1: that was a big thing martial yeah. arts tri-
0: tricky mm. and a lot of people owe their career to that
1: yeah exactly yeah. I'm sure all the get Joey Ansa, right yeah uh, yeah, uh, Scott yeah. Atkins. Man. yeah. yeah. That, that was you know they had that in America but we couldn't watch it because of yeah. the, the internet, right? Yeah, and then yeah, they yeah. put that online and this is it.
0: The decision was made to move to Cambodia at some point.
1: Yeah, so yeah. I was into business. I went to two business schools in Paris. Yeah. So I got two masters. Master yeah. one in marketing, global marketing, and the an MBA in luxury management. So you were going
0: to do a real job?
1: <laughs> no, I did. So I did yeah. for like um, four years, Yeah. and I also had a degree in accounting. Yeah, wow. So, but I was always doing martial art. But yeah. my father was like, "No way, you will never do a stunt job like your friends are doing, like Andy really? Scherfer, All these guys. We yeah. all grew up to Laurent Plancel that you yeah, saw in yeah, yeah, yeah. So w-
0: you know him from uh, know. in France, yeah, working for in like religion. fifteen years. Oh, or wow,
1: is he one of my best friends? Yeah, yeah. But we were that was great. He's great. He's great. He's great. Yeah. That was like an old group holding martial art, but Anis was going to America to do all the tricking stuff yeah. and I was really into it, but my father was like, no, you will do, you will be either like a pharmacist or a doctor well, yeah, or, you okay. know, like, I would not say. So he hit. was
0: the one making his, the martial arts films in uh, Cambodia. I know,
1: I know, but he yeah. didn't talk about that at that time. Ah, fine, okay. And he was like, okay, just, but he told me before, be excellent. Okay, I okay, I'll just do my stuff. Yeah. So I look at it in a kind of like you know you look at something and you want to do it but you cannot. Yeah. Like, hey, enjoy, guys. Well, come with us now. I cannot. I have to do my business. Yeah, I've got to
0: work tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. So I
1: put that away and I focus on my business. But yeah. every day, everything was think about about martial arts,
0: yeah.
1: The video games I play, the music I listen, yeah. I can't wait to, to go to the gym after after school. Yeah. And something was wrong. I was in the same state, mind state, like mine, yeah. my mind that my other friends, but I couldn't do it. I went to Cambodia to work uh, in pharmaceuticals and before this i worked in, in paris in marketing department for uh tom raider uh, for a video game company oh wow okay and uh, and, and i loved it but yeah. then i kept on changing job and i was working at, um in pharmaceuticals yeah for a french distribution company in cambodia yeah so the decision was like okay i want to spend some time away from france i want yeah. to discover life right yeah, yeah. you were how old at this stage Oh, that was like I started this career four years ago, so, so that was a few six years, years ago. That. Yeah, it yeah. was six okay, years okay. ago. Yeah, okay. I was in Cambodia doing pharmaceutical, and it was boring. And yeah. I say it uh, <laughs> even during presentation, I kept thinking about action film. Can you really? imagine? Yeah. yeah, I was doing a presentation. I have my team. I'm a manager. I have people working for me. But when I was in presentation, I couldn't listen. Yeah. So Jackie Chan my mind the whole time. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Okay. So what about this one? What about that strategy? Yeah. And stop, Jackie. And I was, like, I have a problem. Like yeah. I, I, I'm, I'm obsessed. I'm consumed. Something yeah. happened, you know, because I saw all my friends doing films more and more. And then I watch uh, Chinese Zodiac. Yes. And I see Ala Safi playing the main villain of the film. Yes, that's right. Yeah, yeah. Fight on the couch, right? Yeah, yeah. I see him in the film, and I stood up and like, no way. I love, love, love uh, Ala yeah. We all turned together. Same. Fifteen yeah. years ago. Wow, okay. All okay so you know it's him the team, that, yeah. 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 Great. All the French dudes that you see in the films they were all together, all together before. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, uh, and I was like, no way, he has a fight, he's the main villain, he has lines with Jackie. They're like sat down yeah. facing
0: each other, that's a great fight scene.
1: And that, that, that was just the coolest thing ever. Yeah. And I met him later on Doctor Strange, and I told yeah, him, yeah, I'm doing course. that because of you. Yeah. yeah, when I saw this, I was like, you know what? Okay, no more. Yeah. So I went back to my job, four days later, I, I resigned, I stopped. Yeah. Sorry, I can't do that anymore. What happened, JB? Something wrong? No, no. I just uh, like you know. I want to move on to the next step. Uh, yeah. That's it. When well, fly back to to Paris, okay, meet my parents. Oh, uh, dad, I want to do. Uh, I want to work in film. And my dad is, oh, great, production or marketing? No, no, no I want to do stunts. And then. Uh, <laughs> oh,
0: so he wasn't. So he was was the best pleased with that.
1: No, not really. But my <laughs> my mom was very pleased with it. Yeah. She loved it. She was yeah. like, enjoy, have fun, okay? Yeah. Uh, we gave you everything that we could as parents. Yeah. Now you fly by your own. And, and she looked at my dad and she said, yeah, you put them in martial art. Yeah. If one of them had a dream, even my little sister and my brother. Yeah. My brother is better than me in martial arts, but nobody knows him. He's still right. working as a corporate job. He's one of the best.
0: Yeah.
1: And, I was like, and my mom was like, okay, then let, let him do it. Yeah. I felt really pissed off. So pissed off, I had to go to London two days later and I met Laurent who was living here yeah, and we yeah. started the, the adventure
0: so your dad i'm guessing now is over it and he's now happy oh, he for loves your it.
1: success <laughs> yeah. it's kind of a it's an not still touchy today. issue yeah. it's crazy yeah yeah it's really fun it's a really fun story you bastard i didn't know who you were so we with Laurent, um, it was like, oh brother, come to London, like, yeah. um, it's quite dynamic for movie, the yeah, movie yeah. industry, right? Come here, and he goes, oh, when are you going to come here, we're going to do stunt job. Yeah. I was like, okay, uh, I know no one in, in London, just, yeah. just Laurent, right? And I met him here, and I go, so where do we start? Yeah. Do we go to studios, or how does it work? Yeah. Oh, JP, there is a stunt register in that country. And I'm like, oh, I didn't know that before. And he tells me the process, and I'm like, what? And it takes two years and quite a lot of money. So I started as an extra. Yes, yes. like from the very bottom.
0: Was Street Fighter your first thing that you did? Yeah. Yeah. Okay, with Joey Anser. Exactly, yeah. Uh, A lot of great people working on that. Yeah. Um, So how did you get involved in that? Were you auditioning?
1: No, not even. So the funny thing is, it happened on the first week when I arrived to London. Yeah. So I arrive and Laurent tells me this, okay, let's go train in a place called Skill Town. Yeah. That place doesn't exist anymore. Yeah. It was a training center, like a martial art tricking. Sure. And um, it's just training, right? Yeah. I just met, meet new people, I'm completely new to that country. And uh, and Joey is here training or chilling with the other guys. Yeah, yeah. And I just train and he comes to me, hey, uh, would you like to double one of my lead actors for my film? And I'm like Laurent was like say yes stupid. Yeah, Yeah. okay. I I had no idea. I never work as an extra or anything.
0: Yeah,
1: it's crazy And I said yes. He goes, oh, okay. Thank you. Okay, let's I I contact you later and then um, let's see how it goes. Yeah, nothing happens for a few weeks and Laurent tells me off they don't call you back. That's how the game is. Yeah, it's fine. And I'm like, okay, I I, I don't know how it goes. Okay, and then I got a message from the production in Bulgaria um, JP, would you like to go? Uh, can you give us information about your passport and everything? And then, and then a few weeks later, I was away. That was my first gig.
0: And that was within three weeks, roughly, of being in London. Yeah, you had your first gig. Yeah. That's amazing.
1: And I was yeah. like, okay. And then I was on set now, meeting the other actors. Yeah, I've never been on set before. Yeah, I go on set and I see the the assistant coming to me. JP, so you're gonna go uh, makeup and uh, costume, and okay. I look at her. What do you mean makeup? Yeah. To tell you, I knew nothing. Sure. And and then she was laughing. She said, "Are you understandable?" Uh, yeah. So you have to double someone. So they had to put the makeup too much. Oh, sorry. Uh, of course, it made sense. But to me, I just arrived on set with yeah, my slippers. Yeah. And they looked at me, JP. You should have mountain shoes because it's uh, you know, you come down the mountain. Yeah. Come my slippers. No yeah. idea. And that's how we started. Yeah. Yeah. So humble beginnings. Oh yeah. Thank you, Joey. If you hear me. <laughs> yeah
0: so did you know instantly as soon as you landed on that film set you were like well this is it i'm i'm home did it feel like that
1: um not really <laughs> <laughs> no, no i just no i, I didn't understand the, the process yeah as you know you learn on set right? yeah, yeah and i had to learn everything yeah i don't know what the clap was i don't know yeah. what camera oh i'm stacking the frame now today i'm very aware of this for my yeah. cutscene, scene yeah before i am no idea my friends before even Laurent was like you just arrived you work on a job already you don't know you're very lucky to do this I didn't know well some people must struggle and strive
0: you know for ages trying to to get you know a land uh, even a role like that Mm -hmm. Um, do you see do you see that a lot then do you see a lot of like young eager people coming into the industry Yeah, yeah.
1: yeah a lot
0: can you tell if someone's got like the X factor then I guess in, in that sense uh, which ones are going to make it and which ones aren't
1: no no uh, it's not about um, I would, first I would never like dare to, to say stuff like yeah, this but more, more about I understand your question but uh, um, it's more about the hard work you put Yeah, I can see who is obsessed and crazy yeah. and be that person could go somewhere yeah. you need you need to, to to I wouldn't say die for your art it's kind of too much but you need to really put the hundred percent that's what I say yeah. to other people when they come to me they' ask for advice even today yeah JP I want to be an uh, action actor and I say are you willing to put the 100 percent if you were 99 percent don't do it keep your previous job yeah because even though I'm doing all these things it's very difficult yes. and if I talk to JP four years ago I would tell him be careful yeah yeah be careful if you don't do it because it's very tough yeah. people only see the success which is fine you yeah. don't need to know what happened you know but you need to be really strong, yeah and that's why I mean the hard work, because it's a lot of up and down, and there's a lot of down. Yes. And when it goes down, it goes really down. Yes. So be surrounded by the right people, make a team. Yeah. Because you can't make it alone. It's film. It's film industry. Yeah. You cannot. You need a camera. You need a director. You need a stunt team. Yeah, it's a collaborative
0: art form. Exactly. Yeah. If you're
1: alone, you cannot make it. That's why I see a lot of uh, very talented people, but they're alone, and I don't know for x reason right yeah. but they don't they don't produce yeah time is passing they don't produce for five years and yeah. nothing yeah. happens that's why i'm i'm so pro- i'm so productive and yeah. generating. i pushing it so much every day. on
0: top of a lot of the stunt work you worked on big motion pictures like lucy luke besson um now you see me mm-hmm. too you worked on that um 24 episode of 24 um so you know some big big stuff uh, while you're working on that stuff, you're also producing your own short films. Um, is that something you would recommend to people coming into the industry if they're super keen, uh, you know, to follow your sort of path and you know just get your mates together? You worked with Laura and Plancel yeah. doing uh, Dead Ends. That was a great short film. Um, so you'd recommend that that kind of thing. Just just you know go out there, get a camera, and, and start filming, doing your own stuff as well.
1: I think it's the is the only way actually. Yeah. There's no other way because if you just wait for castings and auditions they never come. Yeah. You can wait for three, four years. What do you do in between if you don't produce yourself? Yeah. Nothing. And you die. And the next wave come in and you're out. Yeah. And that's is that industry is cruel. It's really tough. And is it crueler than you thought it was gonna yeah. be? Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. Even with the interaction with other people and how to make it the how to build network takes yeah. time yeah. and I see I understand now how some people made it and some others don't yeah and it's mostly about like everything the egos the ego thing yeah uh, but the only way is to produce your own your own thing yeah because yeah. if you don't if you want to sustain and stay in the game you need you need you need, um, you need money yes you cannot only do your passion, you need to, to have a proper strategy. And I use my marketing skills to plan everything. Yeah. As a, as a funny joke, it's, it's really funny because it's true. When I started, when my, my parents got pissed off when my dad, yeah. before I left to go to London, look at my mom and my brother and I said, in three years time, I will be the lead of an independent film, an action one. Yeah. My brother was laughing. And he said, you base that on absolutely nothing. Right. Just because it's just your work, you know? Yeah. Two and a half years ago jailbreak. And, th- and not, I don't say I predict this, It doesn't work like that, but yeah. I kind of like, I'm, in my mind, I don't believe in magic, I'm just gonna say I'm gonna work so hard, Yeah. That goal would be two and a half years I will have my first year. I don't know how it's going to happen. Maybe it would never happen, but it was like a... And it happened. Yeah. And my mom was like, this guy is crazy. Because yeah. he told us he would do it, and he did it."
0: Yeah.
1: Oh. Is that one-eyed bastard here? Who the hell are you? You dare call our boss that?
0: Before that, obviously, you worked for seven months on Doctor Strange. So you're there with Jonathan Eusebio, uh, Vincent Wang. You're, mm. you're in there with, uh, you know, these big... Hollywood stunt yeah. legends um, can you explain what you learned on that uh, project I mean it, you must have learned an awful lot in in, oh. s- in seven months
1: oh yeah yeah. Uh, it was a blessing to be with uh, uh Jojo so yeah. Jonathan yeah yeah and Vincent yeah Vincent has been my mentor since I started yeah he gave me most of my jobs and sure. stunts. and trust me since day one thank you Vincent yeah um, and Vincent was uh, working with Jojo they were the main choreographers and I came as an assistant but the second second uh, level yeah and the knowledge I got from that film I put that straight on jailbreak yeah because when when I wrapped on Doctor Strange I think three weeks later I went on jailbreak wow okay and it just teach you I I was just like complete it was I was blown away by the the, how fast they can create the choreography
0: yeah
1: the knowledge of the experience of the years of knowing how to use a wire, yeah. how to film a fight scene, how to go for details, and as I said before the motion into framing, Jojo. Could you have possibly visualized actually what
0: they were trying to create when you were doing that initial work in the pre I mean having seen the final film which is a great movie, um, the amount of effects going on that's going on during the fight scenes you know, it's extraordinary. I'm just wondering if you must have been quite surprised when you saw the finished film. Oh, yeah.
1: yeah, It it it. The it looks beautiful. Yeah. And yeah. Then, uh, we got nominated for best ensemble. Yes. For yes. At the Tag. Congratulations. And uh, no, it all goes to Jojo. Yeah. Uh, but um, yeah, I was. Uh, right, and right. then I knew, like, okay, this is how we make a film. Yeah. And even before the movie was released, I was doing jailbreak before the release of the film. And I still look at um. Know how the, the working process, yeah. how they exchange ideas, how they work with um, even the props department, everything. Yeah. And I learned that on that film, yeah. not on the others, on, on Doctor Strange, because yeah. I stayed that long and I could see the whole process. Yeah. From, from casting the Stone novel, helping for the, the audition, uh, to training Bailey Cumberbatch to yeah. hold the whip, and yeah. trying with him alone, yeah. and Vice Mikkelsen, it was, it was crazy. Film. I learned everything. And there's a, there's a JoJo and Vincent, they kind of like um, tricked me once in the beginning. Right. So we, we meet all the, the, big, the big actors, Tilda Swinton, um, uh, Chewetel, yep. right. Chiwetel comes in very friendly. Yeah. Jojo is here, Vincent is here, myself and Chiwetel. And then Jojo and Vincent, uh, they go, oh, we're going to have a smoothie now. You stay with uh, Chiwetel, you teach him for 20 minutes. To you. Yeah. Yeah. And that's what I did. Yeah. And I look at them like, you guys a triple A actor, okay? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me alone. And I was, yeah, yeah, uh, we we'll would be back, yeah? And I train to with her for 20 minutes. I just do my routine, right? Yeah. But I'm worried if I do something wrong. If, if uh, because it was my first time training someone of that level. Yeah, of course. Jojo came back and I was so happy and they, they took the lead, they do the stuff. And Jojo talked to me later and he said, so how do you feel? And I'm like, oh, it was difficult. Uh, uh, but yeah. it, it was kind of an um, exercise.
0: Yes, yeah. So it
1: was like a little test then. Exactly. It was. Yeah. And yeah. Did, were you stressful? No, she we just say, like it, so it's cool. Yeah. It's cool, JP.
0: But you're dealing with actors there who, they would have been nervous. Like someone like Benedict Cumberbatch, stepping into the role of a Marvel superhero, he would have been nervous as well. Like, can he pull off the action scenes? Oh, yeah,
1: like, he was great. And even when uh, he were training with us, he was saying... Um, Oh guys I just finished uh, Hamlet, the show. So don't worry about me, I can jump, do everything you want. And it was it was true. But Matt Mikkelsen was doing kung fu movies. He could do the splits, I cannot do it. Really? And he could dance in front of us. Yeah and he came to the to the stone building uh, several times a week because he enjoyed being uh, you know like training with us yeah, and that yeah. was a good experience Yeah. just for us
0: but that's good because I guess he has a lot because he's got the zealots hasn't he yeah. Zara's in there and uh, Katrina's in also, there yeah, Scott's yeah. in there Um. so I guess that sort of makes sense because he's involved so much in, in, in so much of the actions here mm. I guess so Jailbreak came about how did that come about did you were you having thoughts when you were working and living in Cambodia that you know, eventually this might be a good place to make a movie, or was it so far removed at that, at that stage?
1: Yeah, I think because I was so I stayed there for two years, and I knew that the film industry was nowhere. Yeah, it never occurred to my mind that we would do something over there. Yeah, never. yeah. Thailand. Yeah. yeah, okay, Vietnam. Okay, now it's getting a little more. yeah. yeah. But in the Cambodia? director
0: Jimmy Henderson, he had made Cambodian films before yeah. Jailbreak.
1: Uh, Hanuman. Yes. Yes. Yes.
0: so he had some form there and must have known what you know you were going to be up against in filming in Cambodia
1: yeah it's it's true because when I I came to Cambodia to talk to the producer and director Jimmy there was a year before uh, we started Jailbreak and I met Dara and this is the Bokator team and I was like wow you guys are actually alone in the country to do this there's only you guys yeah okay so when I came there to meet Jimmy for the first time uh, they show me Hanuman, so the screen of Hanuman, and I look at it, and I was like, "That's pretty good." Yeah. You guys know what you're doing, you know. And in my mind, I'm like, "Okay, so we're gonna do something else here." And I, I told the guys, "How many good people are there in this in the the, 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 the Bukatot team? Ten, 12? I'm like, "That's not enough. We make a film in a prison." Yeah. And uh, you want that zombie type action stuff? Yeah. There's gonna be extras, and they were like, "Is there stunt people? Are oh, there stunt people in the country?" No. Can we bring people from Thailand? No, too expensive. So what do we do? Yeah. Oh, you good. My training, you're Thought that was a joke. Then I came for pre-production, and the producer was, OK, JP, we're going to make a call like, uh, for people to come and train every weekend. Yeah. And, um, and you're going to teach them. So Saturday and Sunday for hours to train people how to do reaction. And,
0: and we should say, so the extras essentially are just people who are just working around the, the, lo- the local area. Yeah. They're, not, they're not necessarily actors. No,
1: no, no, yeah. they're not. Okay. But the thing is, what, what the big lesson for me is that they came and I remember at the end of the training, I asked them, why are you here? And they said to me, JP, we're doing the first big... Cambodian action film We watched a lot of Hong Kong stuff For years In Thailand yeah. But Okay They had Hanuman Right But now this one Seems to be bigger We want to be part of it yeah. And Wow What a lesson It humbled me a lot I'm like Oh JP Shut your mouth You know <laughs> oh, Not in a bad way But like Wow Really like yeah. The love for film even for them, you know. And it, it,
0: did it feel like that when you were making it that this was a this was a big deal for yeah. Cambodia as a as a country, yeah. as a um, as a fledgling film industry? Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly.
1: They were, that film is the kind of in the history of the country. There's a new of course, but a Cambodian film, action film, that goes to to film festival all over the world, yeah. it's still yeah. it's insane. It doesn't make any sense because yeah. the, begin- the script wasn't like this in the beginning. Yeah. It was more uh, elaborate, more like uh, complex, right? But then it, the, the decision was made by the production to make it just for the Cambodian audience. At least get the money back from Cambodia because they had no clue if the money would come back from other countries. Okay. So they changed the script.
0: It's got a broad humor, sense of humor running throughout it. Yeah. Um, is that what the main sort of changes were then, or what? what would
1: no, we, they even they changed the genre of the film, oh, wow. which is crazy. You don't change the genre when you start. You're about to film yeah. because the film was about to, It was serious in the beginning, and then in pre-production. Oh, JP is going to be a comedy.
0: Right.
1: I'm like, okay. Oh, your character would lose um, the backstory he had. If you see me in the beginning in the bar, yeah. talking to, the, to the, the general, yes, that guy was supposed to be my uncle, because my father was a French, a Cambodian police cop in Paris that got killed, yeah, and he always told me to go to Cambodia. So I'm going here to honor his memory, meet my uncle, they said, oh, you're also a cop, your father would love you to be here, my, my brother, right? Sure. So you go on mission with them tomorrow. This. And now, they change it, I just, you know, appear to be in Cambodia. and. Uh, but it's, a, but it's fine, I understand they have their own reason yeah, to do yeah, it, so yeah. that's fine. Um, but they never had the intention to, um, to put the movie out of Cambodia. Yeah. Todd Brown, the producer of The Raid 1 and 2, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, saw the film and just, he loved it and he helped us straight.
0: Do you think it's fair? It's been compared to the raid quite a lot. Um, it's not. I can understand the connection to it. Obviously, the setup of the film is mm-hmm. there is a sort of uh, the the prisoners take over a prison. Uh, the cops are stuck inside and they have to find their way out. So I understand that. Um, but it feels lighter. It feels like a, a different tone. Um, do you think it's fair necessarily? Look at the comparison that's made, or is that it's quite an obvious? References.
1: No, uh, I think, yeah, yeah, it's true because you, we're in the prison. We have to get away from that place. Yeah. But what makes us look like the raid is the outfit, Yeah, the, the yeah. police stuff is, sure, is sure. that's it. You just yeah, yeah. You look at us. We're also Asian. We wear. The, it, yeah. That's why it looks like it. Yeah. But uh, no, we. I do accept the comparison. Please, yeah. the raid is a is a that's reference. That's a mass piece. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. And my, and my inspiration from that film to Jailbreak yeah. is tremendous. Even yeah. the camera work. Yeah. yeah. You know. They do their own because they could move a lot. We try to do all the same, you know, like you try to sell every hit. Yeah. So it's a uh, production is great. Yeah.
0: Talk to me a little bit about the challenges then of filming that film. I believe you only had one camera.
1: Yeah. Throughout the whole only one. Yeah. one camera throughout the whole thing. One red dragon.
0: Do, do do you think that sometimes the limitations and there are budget limitations as well, um, kind of make you work you because you don't have a doctor strange budget you can't just uh change things necessarily or Mm. or whatever do you think sometimes that working within those restrictions can actually be quite helpful in a way
1: um i would say that you have to be more uh creative yeah that's for sure of course the better budget the better yeah but when there's no budget you're limited in time which is less time for filming yeah so you're gonna have to cut choreography you're going to have to get stuff that you prepared. So at the end of the day, the, the final product is not what it was meant to be, and which is 99% of the case. My superior kung fu will finish you off.
0: Are you happy with how the film turned out in the end?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah. very happy. Yeah. Because I didn't know it would look like this. Yeah. <laughs> no idea. Yeah. Uh, Were
0: you worried that it might have actually turned out looking not so good?
1: Uh, yeah and the thing is when the, the production was telling me this film is not going to go out of Cambodia I was like, oh, okay and then it did and now I'm worried I'm like guys, what I, remember the script you know like that kind of small details but sure. it's okay but what we achieve with, with in, in these conditions the budget, the, the, the stunt team the, the, or the lack of stunt team or, yeah. um, no air conditioning it's 40 degrees full of dust you have no AC on set a lot of coconut water that was great yeah uh, but um, it was very tough what was the budget for Jailbreak 180,000
0: 180,000 dollars 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 yeah okay it so is. what's that in yeah. pounds uh, maybe 150 150 yeah. okay I mean that's that's crazy isn't it
1: yeah um, but it's still um, like you know like we do other films right but yeah. in the UK even we have less budget than that yeah. so yeah but it's still low budget compared to, let's say, Atomic Bomb. Yeah. Because we were in competition with them in Fantasia. Yeah. And uh, we got the first place and we yeah. have 30 million budget. Yeah. In comparison, we have 0.6% of their budget. But it's really... And the, 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 the action team of Jailbreak was just uh, three people. Uh, the director... It's uh, incredible, Godf- Godfroid, it? Godfroid, yeah. yeah, the camera guy was amazing. Myself and Dara, the four of us. but uh, mean, just the three of us because we focus on how to film it. Yeah. That's it,
0: so this tiny film won at Fantasia, and it beat atomic blonde
1: yeah uh, I, I still i don't um, yeah yeah we got we got uh, first, and it's uh when I heard about it, I was so surprised, yeah, and then when I went for the premiere uh no, the yeah the premiere over, I mean over there, right? the screening over there, the audience just loved it, yeah, they were laughing and 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 screaming, yeah. And I went out of the of the of the, the, the screening because I don't like to. I watched the film already. I didn't want to stay. Sure. Laurent stayed and watched the film. Yeah. Celine Tran was there. Yeah, yeah. And then I went out, and I went back in the middle of the film, just peeking and looking, and like, I heard people laughing, and we come back. They were like clapping and everything, and I'm, I was blown away. I was, in my mind, I'm like, did you guys actually like this? Like, did you, did you enjoy this? And then, yeah, we loved it. And like, wow, and yeah I just I cannot even today it's still hard to, to process yeah, yeah. Even, even today
0: yeah it got premiered in London at the BFI the film festival there, mm-hmm. which must have been incredible
1: oh yeah I mean in a personal level yeah. when I arrived four years ago um, I remember walking in front of at Waterloo the BFI building and people told me that's the institution for film in that country Yeah. I was like wow it's amazing four years later I'm at the BFI for the screening of Jailbreak Listening to mic, I don't know if you were there. Maybe it I, wasn't was, the rest I was screening. there. Yeah. And Damon's uh, asking me a question. I look behind, and I see the big BFI Festival Film logo on the screen, and I froze. Yeah. Not because you know what to say. I was, I wasn't with with the audience that I was lost. I was yeah. back four years ago, sitting with my small sandwich, looking at the building. Yeah. And now we're here, and I'm like, okay. Uh, still, again, I don't. I cannot process it it's incredible
0: and that's your first leading role as well mm-hmm. and to get all this acclaim uh, you know to, you know your profiles you know gone through the roof
1: um, I wouldn't say not that much but the thing the good well the the opportunities I guess oh, yeah, that they yeah, give for you. sure of yeah. course but the the two like highlights are the, the reviews on uh, Variety, yeah and the whole reporter yeah because I knew these websites even be, before being in film industries yeah. and when i landed from fantasia with laurent in the plane we went back to london i got a message from the producer saying we had an article in variety that's out now i'm like oh my god <laughs> if the article is wrong this is it yeah. you know it doesn't matter what the other blog says you know sure. but i'm like really and i checked the last paragraph and it was great yeah it was great and the whole reporter was great as in for our first try i forgot the movie represent. It's a good film. And yeah. they talk about the technicality of filmmaking is reaching the same level as big budget or yeah. even more. And if they knew how we made it, they would be laughing because it's really a few people, three people having a strong vision. Yeah. We knew we had limitation. We could make a very classic, basic action film, film yeah. in a very boring way. That's what I said to, to, to Mr. Brown, the producer of The Raid, and I was like, why did you pick our film? There's a lot of film coming from Hong Kong Thailand yeah. action stuff every year, but they, nobody noticed these films and how come more film is it, it, why did you pick our film which was great I love yeah. it and why and it was like you guys remind me of of Garrett Evans yeah you know he said it's exactly the same it's a new country a new cast nobody heard about you guys yeah. a new martial art and it feels so much like Miranto. yeah and yeah, I'm like, yeah. oh thank you that's so cool you know, thank you I was so happy uh Has
0: Gareth Evans seen it?
1: I don't know. I hope he does. I hope he knows it's very cheap. No budget (laughs) if you do. Mr Evans, please. Uh, Yeah. um, Yeah, I I, I don't know.
0: And in Cambodia it was received very well then, was it as well? Oh yeah. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah,
1: it did very well at the box office. I think it's the fourth or fifth best um, opening for Cambodian film, like proper Cambodian film in Cambodia. So... Is good
0: yeah the acting side is a whole other discipline isn't it in a way mm. I'm just wondering how you're finding that at the, at the moment is it something you're working on as well are you t- um, doing lessons are you looking yeah. to do more of that yeah yeah
1: so uh, I started at um, identity drama school yeah okay in, in, in London um, that was like uh, two years ago yeah I was doing private uh, private sorry coaching yeah Actors, uh, I love acting. Even if I could do films without action, I would do it. Sure. Even more, to be honest. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I love action. Don't get me wrong. Yeah, yeah. And at the end of my of my path, I would love to be a director. Sure. So I'm doing all of this, learning the acting stuff, the action stuff. So one day, let's say in ten years, or if it comes earlier, I do earlier. Yeah. I want to direct. Yeah. Exactly. And not necessarily be in front of the camera, but for now. I love acting. Yeah. And I love the action stuff I'm doing. Yeah. And we love to do more. So I'm doing it at the moment. Yeah. And see how it goes. But the yeah, acting is a, when when I started it, it, it's it feels like going back to white belt in in martial arts. Like okay, this is a completely new skill. Yeah. And when you look at other actors in film like this is how good they are, you need to train as much as you did for the martial arts. So sure. so it's um it's a challenge and I'm willing to accept and I give my best for this. That's yeah. why night shooters is really cool yeah because i could develop more the, the, the acting sense a lot more yeah in terms of range of emotion action is there sure people would people will love the action i think it's um it's something quite fresh the way yeah. we film it you will feel the jailbreak stuff you feel the sure. same this type you know yeah. the longer takes the i like that
0: yeah is there a dream project that you've got in your heads that you're like that's the movie that i really want to make
1: yeah so i, I actually finished my first project as a director yeah. it's a tv pilot it's 30 minutes it's called the division
0: the division this is with yes. Laurent Spansal as well Pensez yeah
1: then he's the producer of that great. Of this one yeah i would love to put that into a feature film yeah okay. and and it's my first um work as a director okay. so it's not perfect, of course. So you're directing, course, you're but but starring yeah. in
0: it as well. Uh, fight choreography, you've, you've wrote the done scripts, that well. yeah, uh, And you've written the scripts. Yeah,
1: yeah. Wow. action design, training. Um, yeah, the, if you look at the end credit, you're going to laugh. Because yeah. it's so quick. <laughs> you, <laughs> sure. know, like you just see a f- loads of stunt people. Yeah. Script writer, editing, um, even thinking about camera angles. Yeah. Action design, training the stuntman, starring in it, doing the post-production. Just Laurent it's and myself. Just, yeah. That's it. <laughs> Sure. It's ridiculous. Yeah. But the thing is again about what we asked before, you should create your own content. This is it. And I want to push it even further. Dead end was cool. It was we did dead end sitting on a couch. Instead of playing video games, we look at Lawrence, hey what we should call Colin and make a short film quick. We're free now. Yeah. Yeah. Dead end happened in in a week. That's it. Camera and go on the day. Okay, good film like that. Yeah. Because we saw the editing in our mind already. And then even though Dead End is, is very small, it's still my favorite one. Yeah, well it's,
0: it's great. It's a, uh, choreography's great. You two work very well together as yeah, yeah, so well, yeah. you can you can tell that.
1: But it's more about when I create something, of yeah. course, because it's personal, it's yeah. linked to you, so and this one was, was good a good way to start and to tell us, okay, I think if we push it further, we could do better. Yeah. We did the division and that's better. JP, thank you so much for, for your time today and best of luck with everything in the future. Thank you so much, thank you.
0: Jean-Paul Lee there, what a lovely, lovely man he is. Really great to sit down and talk to him and so many cool projects on the way from Jean-Paul Lee. You can follow JP on Instagram, he is at jean paul. Go and watch the world premiere of Night Shooters on the big screen if you can as part of the Rain Dance Film Festival here in London on the 6th and 7th of October check out the prey as well that's screening on the 20th and 21st of October again in London and check out the division and we will of course keep you up to date with all the latest news around his 14 fists project that sounds very cool indeed if you do have any questions for the show or questions you just want to put to me, or any questions about the website, or just general feedback, then I do love to hear from you, the loyal Foo followers, wherever you are. Simply send me an email. The email address is hello at kungfumovieguide.com. That is about it then for... This episode of the Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast. Thank you so much for stopping by. Thank you to George Dennis for his technical support, as always. And particularly on this one, as it it was a bit of a tricky uh, recording, this one. So thank you, George. Thank you, Jean-Paul Lee, for talking to me. And thank you, Fu followers, wherever you are, for listening and continuing to support. The Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast Thank you so much indeed I will be back in two weeks time With another episode of the show Until then, take good care And I will see you next time On The Kung Fu Movie Guide podcast Thank you, bye for now